about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> and away. We. Go. Go. Who is more important as a pop culture icon, Taylor Swift or Peggy Pigglesworth? 100% Peggy Pigglesworth. Did I say Pigglesworth? I'm not sure if it was Picklesworth or Pigglesworth. We've been watching a lot of Billy on the Street since it's all on Netflix. Uh, this episode's sponsored by Netflix and Billy on the Street, so go check it out. <laughs> Jeez. We thought maybe we could like just start the show with Peggy like roaming around the yeah. house. She's no. currently chasing her tail. Which She's never, clawing at me. This is never a good sign when the tail chasing begins. And I just took this bitch out not that long ago. I so. think we ignore. Yeah, okay. There's no food out anywhere. She'll just end up on the couch. I'm ignoring you, Peg, officially. Yeah, Peg, we've got other life forms to worry about. So, see ya. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Except, Peggy, you're not welcome. Yeah, Peggy, get a life. Maybe we should stop saying your name if we're ignoring her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, guys, welcome to Who Cares? This is a podcast about a married couple in Brooklyn, New York. Oh. Uh, she's a comedian. I He's mean... He's a comedian. It's not how I make my money, but am I funny? It's people tell me. I oh, don't know. Oh, so funny. Ross, so funny. I mean, people say I'm funny. I'm just being myself. Yeah. I, you know, I just speak the truth and sometimes I'm funny, you know, and that's what people laugh at is the truth when they know it's when, you know, when you hear something and they're like, oh, that's so me. That's so me. That's when it's yeah, really funny. That's my type of comedy. Oh, you know? Yeah. Hun. I'm depressed. guys. <laughs> You're depressed today. I'm a little depressed. I mean, I did watch a long four-hour documentary film about the injustices of the criminal justice system in upstate New York, and that really... It was a little triggering for you, yeah, I think. Yeah, it just made me sad. So that could be a part of it. Yeah, uh, that's where true crime leads you astray. The change of seasons. Yeah. Early uh, darkness. Yeah. I haven't been going to the gym much, and I went to the gym today, and that was a little depressing. <laughs> the gym was depressing. No, maybe it was good. Maybe it was good. I mean, I think gyms are depressing, but I feel like you usually enjoy them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we don't have to get too lost in the depression. Who cares? You know, everybody's depressed. Everybody's sad. I mean, it's, you know, it is part of the journey of a creative person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have your highs, you have your lows, you get a little lost in the creative journey of like, what am I doing? What does this mean? Yeah. Am I even good at it? Yeah. And I think you are. And I think other people think you are, but you're just having one of those moments where you're just like, am I trash? Yeah. That's sort of, I guess that's the quick way to say it. <laughs> like that's when I see like, an editorial or like any of my old work that I've done. And I'm just like, well, this is trash. Like mm. who told me that this was worth anyone's time? Yeah. I think there's a bit of an emotional roller coaster going on too. Like we did have such a wonderful mm. Friday. Mm -hmm. You and I, we went full date day. It was nice. Uh, to celebrate you guys. We really were celebrating and leaning in to... <laughs> 
this pregnancy. So we had our first doctor's appointment. At the OBGYN at, the at Downtown Women. Downtown Women. Good luck getting in, baby. <laughs> I mentioned Downtown Women to Chris Russo, and he said, that's the place. That's where everybody wants that's to go. That's the place. And, he, and he, we were kind of joking about it. Thank you very much, health insurance. That's the place. Yep. Uh, but just a tip to all you people out there trying to have kids. You got to get in there before you're pregnant. Yeah, that's the that's the that's how they get you. Twisted uh, thing about exclusivity. That's at downtown how women. they get you. You got to be a patient first, which I think might be the case at a lot of places. But uh, so, what was your first appointment for? You're like, I have a migraine. <laughs> yes, you know when women go into their gyno for migraines, pretty common practice. Did you get a pap? Yes, I went in for my annual exam which is what women go in for yeah i'm sorry i got a case of the burps let me tell you this physical journey (laughs) of indigestion and gas is quite a sojourn and a little bit of acid reflux yeah anyway uh so this was our official first appointment being pregnant yeah uh I had a preconception appointment, which I think we've talked about on here. Uh, But this was like, you're pregnant. We're going to shove a thing inside of you to do an internal uh, sonogram. I think that was a Hitachi magic wand she shoved up there. No, those are much bigger than this. (laughs) Yeah, it was very thin. Uh, We did. Yeah, so we got into the room and uh, we could just see this thing gloriously pointing upward from the desktop. And it was just... Her and I in the room and uh, you and you and I in the room and uh, we were remarking on whether that thing was comparable to my size or, or less. We decided it was much thinner. Yes. That so it would I'm, just be I'm, clanging around. I'm a girthier fit than this thin wand. Yes. One just, would hope. One would hope. That just got shoved on in there. The doctor came in and within 45 seconds <laughs> of the doctor introducing herself, she was penetrating my wife. Yeah. I was wondering like... Because that's really the first female appointment you've been like, you've bore witness to, I suppose, right? Yeah, I mean, we went the one time to sit in the waiting room and then to realize we didn't have enough time before couples therapy. Yeah, but you've never actually like witnessed. Well, I have with my former oh, career. yes, 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 that's I've true. I've filmed that's so true. many female appointments. One one girl, I swear, I, I, I was in New Orleans shooting this pregnancy story and we went to the doctor like once a week so the doctor could check her dilation so i just saw this girl get oh so she was already uh, finger she was like finger banged she was like in early labor or something it sounds like they were checking if she was dilated what had happened was her mucus plug dropped out oh (laughs) it went like that. I forgot about that phrase. That is horrendous. And they often think that when the mucus plug is is falling out, uh, Peggy is really sniffing this mic right now. <laughs> no, she's uh, being pretty good. They think when the mucus plug comes out that that often will be the thing that gets things going. Um, but hers, it was just, yeah, it turned into like a couple weeks. From what I remember, I might be also misremembering. I was... Uh, I was alone in New Orleans and drinking oh, every that, night. Oh, so, that time? Yeah. Yeah, you probably don't remember much accurately. Yeah. Uh, but I guess why I'm bringing that up is because I did have this thought of just like, I wonder if he's um, 
surprised or shocked or in like uh intrigued by the fact that like that just like wasn't a big deal to me <laughs> that it was just like wham bam I'm like yeah go ahead like business yeah. as usual <laughs> I think I saw her squirt some lube on there yeah they always do and yeah the phrase she used was there's gonna be a little pressure yeah and I'm like that's a weird way to because like I, yeah it's pressure I guess but you're not like worked up. So it's like things are sort of not like open. Right. Right. Which I think is why she's saying there's going to be pressure because it's not like it's just going in there <laughs> since yeah. like I'm turned on or something, you know. Yeah. And um, you were just in very practical socks on some stirrups, legs, legs wide open. I was sitting behind you, so I didn't really get a good look at the action. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Uh and I, you know, it was a tiny little exam room and I was crammed in the corner and, uh, the doctor was great. She was so cool. No muss, no fuss. No. Drinking a big, like extra large wine glass of water in sparkling, her office. Sparkling, was it sparkling? Yeah, it was sparkling oh. raspberry stop and shop brand seltzer. Oh, you saw her pour it Well, cause there. I saw the refill later. Yeah. In her office, it was a large, it was like a joke wine glass, yeah. like a long stem plastic wine glass. Yeah. She like introduced herself this, so that we were first, we were in an exam room. Then we were in her office, like discussing things. So in her office is where we saw the oversized wine glass, the gag wine glass. Yeah. And, but in the exam room, it was like, hi, nice to meet you. Great. Ba, ba, ba. Insertion, yep. you know, like just cut. And I guess you shouldn't really move around when you're, when that's getting done. So she kept reprimanding me to stop moving around and stop laughing. Yeah. Cause uh, I think the lens or whatever. The, but I'm also like, tell me that at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think you're, you're, I think you're different from a lot of women, you know? <laughs> Like, I think many women in that situation are like... They'd be frozen. Yeah, frozen with anticipation of what... Because what this device does is it sends out, I guess, sound waves to create like a visual image of what's going on inside your body. Um, and any sonogram I ever filmed was always external. It was like yeah. lube up the belly and then scrape this thing over the surface of the body. So I, I didn't realize... Say scrape. I would say like... Glide. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Scrape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's your baby. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't realize it was going to be internal like that. Um, but yeah, I think if you wiggle around a little bit, it, it loses. Because also it's trying to capture an image of a tiny little sack of cells, as we previously mentioned. Sack of cells. Yeah. Uh, and what was crazy was like within an instant of the thing being up inside you, there was a visual on the screen and I immediately felt tears welling up in my eyes. I'm like, wow, that is a, appears to be a womb with something <laughs> growing inside of it. Oh my God. You know? Mm -hmm. And then she played the audio. What I think is an audio interpretation of a heartbeat. I don't think it actually hears the heartbeat, but listeners, Right in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a computerized interpretation of some kind. Or maybe it's picking up um like like a very slight sound waves or something, right? Like Yeah. We don't know science, okay? Yeah. Here's what we don't know. But science. then but then one of the first things the doctor said was like uh she said, "So when when 
when was your last period? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's showing me eight or nine weeks. Uh, like the computer is like makes an estimate of <laughs> based on the size of it. And we both are in like a alter alternative rom-com and we're like, uh-oh. Yeah, because I started, <laughs> I immediately opened my calendar and my tears went right back into their ducts. <laughs> they tried right up. Because I'm like, well, based on my math, I... I knocked you up on my mom's birthday on September right. 24th. As, as we know. But that was only six weeks ago. So I'm like, nine weeks did my fucking competitor in love, <laughs> my <laughs> wife's, no. my wife's boyfriend knock my wife up? Am and, I going to raise a child that is not mine? And then I explained to you that they start it from the day of your first, the first day of your last period, which is always like, basically an additional two weeks yeah. onto when conception actually took place. Is that because the egg is aging? Like the egg itself is getting bigger while it's in your I've read uterus? that it's just uh, an easier way to track Yeah, the actual pregnancy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but. So yeah, I got pulled out of the moment a little bit based on some I like know. calendar work. I was like that, you know, that meme of a guy standing at a chalkboard and there's like a mathematical formula mm -hmm. on the chalkboard. You went I, beautiful mind for I a couple minutes. full on beautiful mind, uh, catastrophizing. You strings, strings connecting to dots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like doing math. I'm carrying the two, pulling over the one. Uh, thinking about those two and a half cum loads, like were they strong enough? How strong are this other guy's bombs? And I know that we all use protection, but what if what if something slipped by? Uh, but we're not worried about that anymore. No, because we actually did get booked on the Maury Povich show, and they're going to give us all the information <laughs> we need. Uh, Aren't we a hoot? I mean. Who does this? I mean, it you is, is kind of nuts that. Uh, but we regrouped. We enjoyed the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then we went into her office and we started like getting data and information. And we got a folder. We got packets. Yes. Pamphlets. <laughs> she uh, put together our due date, which is supposedly June 17th. Mm hmm. And then I, of course, just to make both of us feel better, although I wasn't sure if it was going to make you feel better because I don't know if you like care that I make announcements like this. But um, I was like, so earlier you said it looks closer to nine weeks. Now, based on what we just and this is after she's already given us the due date and she knows when we like conception was like one of these three days or whatever. And I was like, having the information you have, like what made you say nine weeks? And I'm telling, and I'm asking you this because we actually have multiple partners and we both had like a little, like we're, we use protection, but we just had like a little like panic. Like does the math add up mm -hmm. to like what you're projecting here? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't even seem phased, honestly. No, they hear it all at downtown women. Yeah. I mean, and they're dealing with downtown women. They're not dealing with <laughs> uptown women. That's right. They're not dealing with... Upper You're, East Side, no, Upper no, West no. Side. They're dealing with downtown That's women. That's right. We're below 14th. They're low. dealing with witches and sluts and fucking bon vivants. Okay. <laughs> bon vivants. Yes. And I wore my feminist beret uh, apropos of my visit and they just loved it in there. You were complimented on your hat all day long. I was. On all of our stops. All our stops. 
Yeah, I I did I wasn't thrown that you mentioned that we have multiple partners, uh, but I do think you get a special joy in dropping that bomb. I don't really. Not not in a doctor's office. It's not like I'm not trying to show off. I to me, honestly, it's like I want my medical professional to have all of the information. You want them to have almost all of the information. Why? Because when I brought up CBD later on, <laughs> you're like, "Why you got to throw me under the bus?" <laughs> Because I know in these situations, they're like she responded. She was like, "Well, there isn't anything about it because there isn't enough research." Yeah, this is after the pamphlet we were looking at about the thing, the do's and don'ts of pregnancy. Like I know they're not. Like she'll probably say, "Oh, maybe don't," but also there's no research, which is like basically how she responded. To I think us. she said, "We don't know enough about it yet." Would you want me vaping it? Probably not. Yeah, I I would say let's let's I'm peel back done. off I'm the vaping. <laughs> um, no, I don't get something out of telling my doctor. It's like I just want them to have yeah, the yeah, full yeah. picture. I'm just poking fun. Yeah, but you mean it a little bit. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted her to know. Like, I wanted her to ease my worries. You were giving her the information, not the scuttlebutt. Yes, you exactly. Weren't like, you weren't, you didn't like slide a rolling chair next to her, like you're on like, her side <laughs> of the desk. And you're like, by the way. And then you're just like, we have multiple sexual partners. It was like, you got another one of those oversized wine glasses? <laughs> because, because girl, girl, have a seat. Girl, I'm about to spill the tea. Welcome to happy hour at downtown women. <laughs> It is 1 p.m. on a Friday, and have I got the tea? She's like, I don't care. I need <laughs> yeah. to get to my next appointment, yeah. which we were also laughing because after we had some back and forth with her and we start getting our belongings to walk out, like an afterthought. <laughs> oh, my God. Patrick just grabbed Peggy by her the scruff of her neck. I recently did that, and I think she likes it. Well, it is very maternal. Uh and as an afterthought, the doctor was like, oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> as we walked down the hall. But she was hip. She had like cool Doc Martens on. Her hair was dyed pink. Yeah. Um, but you could tell she was like a mom. She had lots of certifications on her wall. Yes, I was. I trust this doctor. I was taking in all the certifications. And reading her certifications are very different from me reading my new acupuncturist certifications <laughs> on his wall because his appear to be expired. No. Well, one of them says like good until August 2016 or something. What? So I'm like. And it's still hanging up on the yeah, wall. Yeah. So I started looking. I'm like, I wonder if there's like a date for when he got this and I wonder Weird. if this yeah so her office is much nicer than his his is a little a little ratchet I don't know I don't think of it as ratchet like it feels clean also I don't think we should use that word uh it's um you think it's racist uh I just don't know if it's like for us to use that word I don't know I don't know if I agree with that all right well <laughs> Whatever. Back I mean, I, your... I literally don't think I've ever used it in my no, life. No, exactly. I'm like, oh, you're really going to miss out on your like ratchet filled activities. <laughs> this is our first pregnant fight, everybody. Doubtful. No. Uh, so anyways, we had that appointment. We got a sonogram. We sent the picture to people. We were like, oh, my God. It's a baby. Me, 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 me. Uh, and then we went and had like a celebratory day. Yeah, we uh we went straight to our favorite 
New York City restaurant. LPQ. The quaint. It's the quaintest rustic French, not bistro, French cafe. Uh, bistro, no? La Pont Quotidien. <laughs> le, le Pont Quotidien. Le, 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 le Pain. Le Pain Quotidien. Which uh, is the biggest shim sham flim flam oh, around. Oh, it is a sham. <laughs> Shim Sham. Chris Russo told me all about their secrets. Chris, working at LPQ a decade ago, just paying his way through grad school to become the mental health expert and professional that he is today. Working at LPQ, he's he's telling me their secrets, and I hope I'm not going to get him fined. I don't know what kind of NDAs he's I think he everyone's going to be fine. But a lot of their food... Coming in that front door frozen in plastic envelopes. It's like fucking high-end airplane food. I hate those plastic envelopes. I go to Starbucks a lot because, you know, I'm out and about in the world. I order a chocolate croissant the other day. Mm. They take it out of a refrigerator or whatever in a plastic envelope. They remove it from the plastic. I didn't want mine warmed up, but she takes it out of the plastic, puts it in the warmer, takes it out of the warmer and puts it in a paper envelope. And I'm like, so much nonsense. Just give it to me in the plastic. I'll, I don't care about the plastic. I, it's it's not a. And if you're gonna like create this illusion that it comes in this fancy brown wax paper or whatever, like, do it in the back room then. You know the. Yeah, do it in the back room is the name of our upcoming book. Actually, give it to me in the back room. <laughs> do it deep in the back room. Don't worry about the plastic wrapper and just do it in the back room, okay? Um, so yeah, LPQ's food is moved is made off site primarily, which I think I did know, but it doesn't stop me because I just love their open faced tartines. And right now you are you are carb loading. I really your am. body is craving crackers. It's craving cheese. cheese Meats. Uh, a lot of a lot of soups have been going on. Yeah. Uh some muffins. Yeah. Bagel today? Bagels. Oof. Bagels think, and cream cheese. I think your body is just like, let's get fast calories down to that ute. Yeah. The youth in the ute. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but, but let me tell But we had a lovely you, meal. We, we did a have a lovely meal. meal, even though you said it was depressing after the fact. But we were very in love and like, like oh my God, we we're, we're going like to be parents. Fawning about the future. Um, But... The reason why it's the biggest shim sham flim fam is that. Which is a technical term. Yes. um, That I can't take credit for. Uh, Katya says that a lot. Um, There's a fucking bread baking class. Going on. Going on in the front of this LPQ. Like, oh, come to artisanal bakery we have here and like learn. Literally, it was a bunch of people stretching out dough looking at at the gluten is what I think because I've watched enough Great British Baking Show to know what they're looking for. Uh, And then it's like nothing is being made for real in the back. But they're all beautiful. It was a beautiful and diverse cast of people it doing was. this bread baking class. And I wonder if it's even act, an actual class. What if it's just people, actors who are cast 
They're like, all right, oh only, my God. only eight more hours of looking at this dough, guys. <laughs> just keep rolling it. They can't hear us in the yeah, dining because room. because we're just walking through, right? Yeah. Like, they're probably just standing there holding that. They might have been wax figurines for all I fucking know. No, I got a good look at them. They were, they were humans. Okay. And right. uh, they were rolling the bread around. Uh, but I don't know if any bread was actually getting made. Maybe it gets made there and then shipped to some other... Shim sham flim flam. The shim sham flim flam of all of New York City. And we we've all been hooked, line and sinker because that place is always busy. Every LPQ I've ever been in been into in yeah. New York City always is busy. I had the salmon bowl. Like where did my salmon come from? Well a truck in New Jersey? Yes. Just smoked salmon in a fucking plastic. But I don't know how they do it though, because all their stuff actually looks fresh, which is like very And mine had zucchini. What noodles. Zucchini noodles. Some zoodles. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we left LPQ. We went back to our house. We took the dog out. Or no, you took the dog out because I was exhausted. Oh. Uh, I get tired very easily. Uh, then we chilled out yeah, for a I little did, bit. I did witness you on several subway steps just running out of steam. I know. Or was that another trip we did this no, weekend? No, that was... That day. Yeah, it was that day. Yeah. And then you managed to drag me out of the house to go see the the, the thriller that everyone's talking about, Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Wow. What a, what a film that we witnessed. And what a... Just a nice family <laughs> yeah. like celebration of new life to go watch this uh, horror show. Uh, which was good. We I loved it. You didn't love it. I loved it. Right afterwards, you didn't seem like you loved it. Like, I, think, I felt like you understood what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we, I went in with a lot of hype on my mind. There was a, I mean, that movie is being hyped. Yeah. Hyped. Even in the intro, it's like, winner of the palm door. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, thank you. I know. Yeah. I don't know, but I also don't care. Like, just show me the movie. Cut to <laughs> the movie, please. <laughs> No, it was very good, and it is one of those movies where when we read a little bit more about it, I was like, yes, this is a very good and important movie. It just, things didn't need to be so drawn out in a few scenes, but, yeah. but it was good. It was good. Uh, and we went to the quaint and lovely Williamsburg Cinemas, which is a family-owned movie house <laughs> in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and I can't get over it. I hope I'm not like, I hope they're actually good people that run this movie theater, but... I remember chatting with the guy who is like a son of the owner. Who like was waiting on he's us. He's always there. Yeah. And I chatted with him years ago and I think he said, yeah, it's my parents' place. Mm. But he's still there giving great customer service yep. at the Just concession enough. stand. Just enough. Yes. It's appropriate boundaries. Yes. What, what do you want? How can I get it for you? Did you want ice with that? Friendly, uh, earnest. Quick, efficient, kind. Yep. Um, you can see that he cares. He cares about this place being run properly. But he's not like, but he's not taking up your time with like bullshit small talk. No, <laughs> no. Like I'm just trying to go see Parasite. Don't talk to me. <laughs> My wife is pregnant. We're just trying to see Parasite while there's a parasite inside yes, of her. Yes, there is a parasite inside of you. That's what Eddie Mraz, friend of the show, he was like, congrats on the parasite. Wow. <laughs> we have an... Like at least an 18 year parasite. Oh, brother. Um, so 
It was a lovely day. We connected with family and friends about the yeah, that was fun to about text the official people. news. I mean, we'd already talked to some people about it, but you know, this was like kind of the uh, the official official. Like, yeah, this was like because we only took medical. Two. This was you were diagnosed pregnant. I was diagnosed pregnant. Yeah, you got your official diagnosis. And like when we saw the first, you know, we see this little sack thing. I was like, so there's really something in there. Like, that is what we think it is, right? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, we talked about my emotional response to the imagery on the computer screen, but we didn't touch on yours, which was just you laughed a little bit maniacally when you saw it. Yeah. That's me, though. You know? She loves to laugh. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, it was like shock and awe and... This is bizarre. Insanity. Yeah. Like, this is nuts. That's just how I react to things. Yeah. You know, when it's actually happening, I'm sure I'll be a bag of tears. If I don't cry when I give birth to the child, you should probably be concerned and get me on some postpartum medication as quickly as possible. Or if you just start laughing and never stop. Oh, God. Happy 10th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so. But yeah, then we went after the movie. We ate out again. Oh, oh, yes. I want that again tonight. Two meals. We could drive over there. Yeah, we're, this is definitely like, I'm pregnant. Like, give me what I want, baby. Yeah. (laughs) We went to M Shanghai, famous noodle shop on Williamsburg uh, Haunt, Grand Street, down the street from the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And we had nothing but carbs. Nothing but f- no, that's not true. We had some protein and we, vegetables. Yeah, we had vegetable dumplings, uh, chicken shumai, and scallion pancakes, yeah. and chrysanthemum tea. Chrysanthemum. That wasn't so good. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those. This is Zagat's podcast. Did you guys know? <laughs> Welcome to Food New York. Who cares? Do you remember that sketch with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler where they would review Zagat's and Chris Farley was in drag? No. Oh. Oh, but he would say Zagat's. Yeah, and yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. this absurd housewife and yeah. Adam Sandler's like the husband who hates his wife. And he would just be... <laughs> They would review Zagat's itself. Like Chris Farley would read Zagat's reviews of restaurants either they had gone to or wanted to go to. Yeah. And just like, it's true Chris Farley at his best. I do remember that. I highly recommend it to anybody out there listening. Yeah. Just like staring at Adam Sandler, like eyes and mouth agape (laughs) in like a terrible drag. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to watch it after we finish recording. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so sad. He was like 34 when he died or Ugh, something or 32. It's so maybe. crazy. He's like one of those. <laughs> this is a fucking tangent, but he is one of those people that it's like we are of that generation that like very much remembers his comedy iconography. Yeah. You yes, know, yes, if you will, his iconography. does that work? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's lost it. She's off the deep end. Peg is business as usual. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, we are, we are, I, I, I really liked Friday cause I like just being like, fuck it. Who cares about money? Let's just really celebrate this. Yes. Uh, one question I do wish I asked the doctor was like, all right, based on the way that heartbeat sounded, based on these visuals you're getting, based on Ross's symptoms, like, do we think this one's going to work out? They can't like, tell us that. Like, do people miscarry uh, if even if it's like as healthy as it appears to be right now? I wonder. But I guess all sorts of things lead to miscarriage. Yeah, people. Yeah, people just can. Like, I think miscarriage is like common and somewhat of a mystery. Like, yeah. you just can't predict it. Yeah. You know. And yeah, I think people can be perfectly healthy. Or something is wrong with the kid and, you know, it makes more sense to terminate because of like the, this, this fetus will not live right, a healthy, right. fulfilling life because of whatever number of issues, you yeah. know, which is like the next, the genetic test we'll get in a couple of weeks, I think is like to make sure everything is okay in that regard. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I just bring that up because like it did feel so fun to just like do that on Friday and like continuously talk about it and like yeah live the fantasy and enjoy the fantasy. Like it's really happening now. Yeah. But is it, you know, but then it like makes me circle back to a little bit of fear and whatever. Sure. I mean, I think the more official it becomes, uh, the more it, it you know, there's more like weight to it and fear of loss. Yeah. But, you know, one day at a time, as we know. Yeah. And I'm still exhausted and nauseous. So those are very good is, signs. Everything is OK. Everything's right on track. <laughs> so tonight we were supposed to go see a taping of my favorite podcast, Throwing Shade. But I've just decided I can't muster the energy. Yeah. So I gave my tickets to a friend of mine who is as big of a fan as I am, which it makes me feel good to know that it's going to somebody who truly appreciates them the way I do. Those tickets are going to a good home. That's right. Uh, but I just have to listen to, I just have to listen to my body, which, you know, the fact that I got up and took a shower, I did some stuff around the house. I took Peggy out twice today. I had a day. Yeah. I did like, some stuff. Nesting is a thing. I literally laid around all day long yesterday, which I would say felt good, but I don't know if it did, honestly. I think it might have made me feel kind of shitty. What'd you watch? You were watching something. The Deuce. Oh, yeah. You watched season one of The Deuce. Yeah. I went back and watched season one. Yeah. Well, I got a good nap with you. That was good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I... The the nesting will be triggering for me for sure. I have a hard time. <laughs> I have a hard time. Not your nesting. Uh-huh. But like I I have to get out of the house, you know? That's fine. But what do you mean? Like triggering as in like I'm, I think I'm talking about what we talked about before we hit record that like I think it's fine totally fine to take tonight off and not go to the show, but I'm still gonna need to step out yeah. in some way or another. And that's fine. As long as you're not resentful of me staying in. No, no I think I literally, my brain goes to like, you are now a vessel mm. carrying my offspring. 
carrying your offspring, and not ours. I need to. I need to propagate the human race. Oh, so you're like getting back out there to like spread your seed? Yeah, I'm gonna go no. create more vessels. No, <laughs> no I, I'm I'm being silly here, uh, but oh. yeah, I want you to I want you to feel good and take care of the baby. Yes, and I'm about to probably work four days this week, which will be exhausting for me. So that was another reason why I just let me just let me soak up the rest where I can. Yeah, you know. Are you working up the street or downtown? I'm working up the street for the first two days and then in Industry City the second two days. And then downtown women. And then to down, no, not this week. Maybe the next week. Um, so, yeah, we're, you know, we're entering another week of staring down the barrel of parenthood. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Feeling a little bit more happy and excited about the prospects, um, but still, you know, overwhelmed and physically unwell for me. Uh, what about you? Your boobs are growing day by day. Oh, my God. They hurt so bad. Where do, where do they hurt? On the, the ends or like the, well, the base? <laughs> the whole... The whole breast is like sore to the touch, like literally anywhere. I'm touching them right now, listeners. Anywhere I touch on the boob, it is sore. Like as if you did a bunch of push-ups or like somebody gave you a purple nurple? No, neither. I think female-bodied people uh, will understand what I mean. It's like... They're, no, it, they're tender. Yeah, it just hurts. Like yeah, a just, couple of chicken tenders there. Uh, but then at night, I've been noticing when I sleep on my side, like I kind of get like shooting pains, like in the nipple. That might just like. be me molesting your side boob. <laughs> um, so I occasionally have to shove a pillow uh up Under against the boob. up against my body. Wow. So that they're not just like free hanging. It's fucking insane. Does it feel cool to um, like your body springing into like full woman mode? Like like now like you will become this machine that <laughs> both births and then feeds this child? It's definitely interesting and uh, mind blowing in a lot of ways. Like. I don't think this is like a woman's purpose on earth, but it certainly is like a uh, a possible function of our bodies, which only we are capable of, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it makes, I'm feeling like connected to things in like a different way. You know, like Mother Earth. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. I can't so eloquently put into words because I think it's still just like shocking and I don't totally relate to all of the pieces of it because it's still just like, I don't feel great and my boobs are big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> otherwise I like look the same, you know, um, but 
We'll see. I was eavesdropping on your phone call with your mother earlier. <laughs> yes. What What were some of the things she was talking about? Well, she asked me if I was planning on breastfeeding, which is like her like treading cautiously with me because I've like, you know. You've given a, a, a blanket no advice <laughs> rule. And I've also like intimidated her enough over the years, I guess. So I was actually telling another friend today that I was pregnant and uh, he was like, oh, are your parents excited? And I was like, yes, they're very happy, but they're also like treading lightly with the excitement because they know that that will like really fucking irritate me mm -hmm. <laughs> and God bless them, you know, that they're willing to have some enthusiasm and love. Oh, and re you? but respect oh. that I don't like want fanfare with all yeah. of this, you know, like not, it's just, it makes me uncomfortable, you know? Uh, and so I said, yeah, mom, of course I'm going to try, you know, like I don't think anyone these days plans not to breastfeed. Like I think everyone at least tries and then sees, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she said, well, I hope it goes well because it is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Something like that. What'd she say? I think that was the gist of what I got, but the way she said it, it was like, she's coming in hot with the <laughs> earth mother circle of life uh uh it was very i perceived it as being very sweet it was, I, it I, was. i'm not saying like she was coming in hot with unsolicited no, advice no, no, but no. it was like what i it, what what she she might as well have said breastfeeding is the most magical thing i've ever done <laughs> in my life and i hope you do it too i mean that's basically uh, what she said <laughs> and it was just it's like it was very sweet but it was hard to not picture both you and dave as like the grown people i Ew, know now. Stop. not 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 doing it but just like just like oh yeah you were like little babies oh okay i thought you were going to like a weird no, place no, no. um yeah i do like i just i know you and dave as you and dave i don't yeah like and i've seen pictures of you as small children yeah. but uh it's just interesting i mean it's also funny because i have vivid memories of my mom breastfeeding my brother like i remember what that looked like yeah you know um and also breastfeeding i was talking to my friend emily who has a three-month-old the other day about oh yeah that was a very sweet little yeah we went and day visited date for us yeah just like a random went over to emily's house and finally met her adorable baby zazie zazie what a cool name and what an adorable little nugget wow truly an angel oh like a gerber baby that is so cute. mute <laughs> yet bright-eyed no we've been around all these toddlers lately and i was like oh yeah when they're this tiny it's just like you're just holding a thing that's like making faces at you yeah oh it's great um but i was sort of saying to her like i definitely have hang-ups about breastfeeding like that I wish I didn't have and that I know that are very like socially reinforced that like, I just can't help but feel a little like, Ooh, about yeah. it. Not to a point where I don't like I'm here for like fucking breastfeed wherever you want. Obviously like I'm pro breastfeeding, but it does bring up some like internalized patriarchal sexual bullshit, yeah. which is like uncomfortable for me because I would like to think that I'm like above it, you know, because they've just 
boobs have been sexualized our whole lives and then they are quite literally like designed to feed a baby and mm-hmm. then when they're doing that you're like oh my god <laughs> and what if that baby is a male i know and yeah there it's like but i mean but also like that's such a hetero thing too right like it's coming from this place of like we're all hetero hopped up sexual freaks that have to be like that's why people are like no breastfeeding in public you're gonna like give people the wrong idea because we're just all like sex is shameful yada yada right yeah but emily assured me once you actually have the baby something just switches and it doesn't feel like that anymore and because she was saying that she kind of felt the same way about it too so I mean, what I enjoyed observing our dear friend Danielle last weekend breastfeeding. It's okay to talk about this, right? Yeah, yeah. We had all these, we had that, like, I think we talked about it on the podcast. We had, like, a long day of adventure out in New Jersey with our friends. And, uh, you know, I just, I like the idea that they were out all day eating random food. Like, she's, I don't know what they did for lunch. We had that diner meal but they had their lunch and then we went out for pizza that night and like all the while throughout the day, she's got to feed her kid, you know, and who does eat real food. Yeah. But like what I like, I think it's just cool that like you will eat all sorts of stuff and then it'll just become breast milk. (laughs) I don't know if the food you eat becomes breast milk. No, it gets, there's like a little factory in there (laughs) with like, with like a crew of tiny little like Santa's helpers yeah. and they've got like juicers. Keebler, like Keebler elves. Yeah. And they have like Vitamixes yeah. and uh, like, like juice presses. They're like, bring that pizza over here, fellas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Load it into the trough. <laughs> and it's just a huge blender. Yeah. And there's a good soundtrack playing. And then it gets like dumped into the plumbing of your tits and it just gets squeezed into the mouth dumped into the plumbing of your tits i'm reading straight from a biology wikipedia page right now (laughs) but what your point being i just think it's the miracle of life yes of mammals yeah that we you feed your young in that way yeah uh and you all you have to do is keep yourself fed yeah and like, like, you know, with whatever, like it yeah. could be anything and it's just going to come out as breast milk. Yeah. And I assume like the quality of the breast milk is affected by the quality of the food you eat, but probably not all that much. Like your body probably just kind of makes it into 2% whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know very much about all of this. Like, clearly we're still learning and we're making up, you know, fantastical notions of how breast milk is created. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, sometimes it's hard. People have a really hard time producing breast milk. Some people like overproduce our friend. Some babies can't latch. Some people can't. Yeah. Some babies can't latch. They can't suck that nip Um, down to the throat or whatever they do. Well, And that's Emily did have a hard time for like four to six weeks. And, there it like she was <laughs> she was breastfeeding when we were over and she just like slams Zazie's face against her boob. She was like, This is what they tell you to do. You just slam your baby's face <laughs> into the boob. <laughs> um so you know, there's all sorts of things that people have been doing for all of eternity that um as modern people I think become more complicated and challenging for us. 
yeah. for any number of reasons, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I just feel really grateful that I, I have a number of dear, dear friends in my life that have already had children and that have like done these, these steps before me and that none of them, everybody's done it their own way, but none of them are particularly judgy. Like no one's coming from it from a place of like, this is, this is really how you should do it because I wouldn't hang out with people like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, the most important thing is that we don't vaccinate it. And, <laughs> uh, I Reiki had, all the way, baby. I had an interesting uh, evening last night. Uh, I had a show in the East village and I had about 45 minutes to do a little writing and I was sitting in a Starbucks in the window and I looked out the window at these, um, this little gaggle. Well, it was only three. Three like ten year old girls and one That's a of, gaggle, right? One of their parents or a pair of parents. The story I created was that it's one girl and then two of her friends went out with her family to like Cute. go see Blue Man Group or something, which is right down the street. <laughs> Blue Man. Uh, Group. And they were like dancing and being silly in the street, and I I I'm estimating they're about ten years old, and it just got me thinking like ten years. Like I I remember like every part of the last ten years like. Every part. Yeah. Like okay. it, 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 it's just you know, very I don't. vivid for me. <laughs> it's very vivid for me. And it went so quickly. And I'm like, that is going to be us with some kid and that kid's fucking little friends. Hopefully they appear to be having a really nice time. They were like being yeah. silly. And I just, uh, I just felt like, wow, this is, uh, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. Like what? Like what, dude, man? Oh my God, the horns outside on Knickerbocker! It don't stop. Oh, we've got know? a we've got a backed up trash truck, and that's gonna take its sweet time. Sweet, sweet time. Knickerbocker Avenue. One might not say is a place for children, but children are here anyway. Yeah, they're all over. I've had quite a few people ask me if we're like planning on moving soon. Yeah. Me I think too. it's so funny. Like, just instantly. Like, oh, well, you're going to move, right? Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah, this is, uh, we could stay here. I truly believe we could stay here if we had to, long term. Sure. Yes. It wouldn't be ideal, but we're definitely going to have a toddler here in a one bedroom. Yeah. 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 We'll figure out something. I'll, like, ask someone to come in here and be like, what would you suggest to, like, create a space yeah <laughs> with privacy for us all if we you mean if we stayed past toddlerhood yeah i mean i feel like even as a toddler i would want to create like some privacy like i think going into like probably going into like two is fine yeah but i feel like once they're like that age they kind of Need should their have space. their own space and we would want to have we would want them to have their own space yeah. it doesn't have to be huge yeah i think it's like even as close as the edge of this bookcase could yeah. be a wall and yeah. then the top like fourth of the wall is those glass cubes yeah so natural light would go through yeah i was kind of thinking that but then also it's like welcome we to tiny host <laughs> nation <laughs> which is another th oh yeah that was the tiny other thing house america what that is was it? the other thing i was tiny watching yesterday living? tiny house nation well tiny house nation oh my god i was hate fucking that show 
Yeah, you hate that one oh, host. He's everything I hate in a fucking cis white straight dude. <laughs> John Weisblatt, I think his name is. I never remembered his name. John Wiseman, Weisbert. Patrick Holbert, I think is the name of that host's name. No. You're much more charming. I would love you on that show. I know. You would, I would be, be great. Good, you would, would be, be a great very on that show. Good host of Tiny House Nation. But you were also saying you'd want to kill yourself, probably. Yeah, because I grew up in a small house, and I think tiny houses are just uh, factories for alcoholism and anxiety and depression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watched this one. I mean, I obviously we all could be like living off of less, like yeah. let's consume less, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think that. Like these two little boys were like sharing a loft space together in this like tiny home, and that was their bedroom. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know, guys. Where You're, were the parents sleeping? They had their own room at the other end of the tiny house. Hmm, that could work, I guess. I just think we should get a van. I know. Just kidding. No, I like I like our house. I like our neighborhood. There are so many young families around here. There's a little preschool right around the corner. Uh, our building has like so many like nannies coming and going all the time. Yeah. I mean, kids are everywhere. There's a lot of like huge Hispanic families in the neighborhood. I mean, kids are like literally everywhere. This fucking street on We're a block from the park. Yeah. I mean, and I want our kids to be, it's like when we were talking, not to compare our kid to a dog, but here goes, uh, when we were working with Kelly and she was talking about like dogs that either are in the city or in the country have like the best life, but mm. like in the suburbs, it's like oh, yeah. monotony or whatever. Yeah. And they're not really getting like the exercise or the stimulation. And I kind of feel like it's the same with kids. Yeah. You know, like the kid's going to know how to walk around a city and maneuver things, know how to deal with overstimulation and how to like separate, but also like, we're by a park. We'll have a little bit of outdoors. Be exposed to diversity. Yeah. I want all of that. This for is going to be kid. a white baby. Oh, God. It's going to be long, so white. White <laughs> baby. That is if it's mine. So, oh, stop. <laughs> it's going to be very white slithering out of oh, me. Oh, it's going to be a white snake. <laughs> Here I go again on my own. Is that white snake? Mm hmm. I believe so. No, uh Uh-oh, Dave. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's White Snake. All right. Dave, if you're listening right now and losing your mind. That's that's <laughs> White Snake and I'm going to look it up. <laughs> uh yeah, it had that beautiful model rolling around on the hood of Tawny a Tony Catane? Uh a 78 Corvette. Tony Catane. Oh no, wait. That is look, What do we name the kid White Snake? Uh no. Tawny Katane is in. Is this love? Oh, is she in that? I'm waiting I was also thinking, She's my cherry. She's my cherry pie. Is that poison? No, that is um, warrant. No, not warrant. Uh, That's not warrant. No, it's uh. We don't I know. love that song. She's my cherry pie. Cool drink of water to sweet surprise. Make a young man cry. It you is Warren. You know it is Warren. Wow. I was correct. Test me on 80 songs, bitch. How about Great White? Well, I who did Tony Katane? <laughs> who did Tony Katane? Who banged her or what video was she in? Yeah, what was that video? Let's see. Peggy, what do you think? Yeah, Care to here, weigh in? Here I go again. 
That was the one she's in. Yeah. Which is White Snake. White Snake. Okay. Great White. I loved that band. Uh, and then in the 90s they had, or early 2000s, they had that horrible club accident. But I had a great white album that was on heavy rotation. Wow. Uh, Probably around the time that I was doing like Madonna on heavy rotation. I w- yeah, but that's the thing. I was so diverse. I was also doing Paula Abdul. And New Kids heavy. on the Block. And New Kids. You loved New Kids. Oh, how, once bitten, twice shy was the great white song that I loved, and I think it, that was a cover. Give us a, give us a, a little I verse. Mean, sh- should I just plug in this? No. A oh, once bitten, twice shy, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envisioning because the riffs were so good. You little Aryan youth with your big ears, just yeah. like rocking out. Because at that age, it was guitar riffs really caught my ear yeah and like you and every other young man so like motley crew loved motley crew songs sure. def leopard was huge in our house my brother and i loved def def leopard uh one arm drummer he didn't love that yeah but that was a farce what do you mean there were drum drum machines drum tracks yeah but also their drummer had one arm yeah so yeah. that's not a farce yeah no well he lost that arm on tour in Europe. Car accident. Okay. Convertible. Um, Keep your arms in the cars, kid. Anyway. <laughs> um, You know, we're going to be talking. Oh, a, poison, too. We loved poison. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, our journey through this pregnancy. I hope uh, even if you are not pregnant, not interested in having a child that you will enjoy just partaking in this life experience with us and that there are things that you can relate to with anything that's new that you never experienced before. Uh, it doesn't have to be pregnancy. Uh, and just like come along on the fever dream ride, man, you know, cause that's how we do here at the who cares podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, we have, uh, lots of, conflicting feelings about the whole thing and i think we talk about that pretty honestly and uh sell us on the idea of having a kid (laughs) or you don't have to i mean we're sold yeah we're We're sold sold. we're excited to do it together uh but you know it's like a racket right oh yeah childbirth it's a racket it's a racket having a kid life is a racket i am this is a part of the capitalism uh, of course cycle. we're creating more consumers yeah uh and i you know there is that thing in people's eyes that already have children when you when they find out that you're pregnant they just you can see the culty excitement in their eyes and that makes me want to tell them that i'm indifferent about it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like I want, that's when I want to go shock and awe and get a thrill out of something is just like, well, I'm not that excited. So everybody just yeah chill out with your crazy parent eyes. Like you got me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whereas I am definitely going to be one of those guys who's like, it's the best thing you, you're going <laughs> to love it. You're going to love it. Cause I'm already, I, I, it was, it felt very good. Cause I went to a meeting Friday night and Saturday morning. It was good to like, I, I enjoyed showing people the sonogram. Oh, it made made me excited to like have those little. 
You're cute. Bro moments and hug it out with some people and get excited. I think it's very sweet that you are reacting that way. And I love that about you. And I'm glad that you're. Thank God one of us is looking forward to it. You know? No, I was very lovey-dovey on Friday about it. Okay. You were. Uh, you were yesterday too. It's we just had the it's some, the anarchist in me that's just like. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, don't tell me how to feel. Don't tell me what to do. Don't like get preemptively excited for me. Yeah. Just fucking relax. Yeah, like I'm just sharing. I'm pregnant. Don't get all fucking weird. Don't get all sentimental. No. Oh God, I hate. Don't sentimental even say bullshit. the c word. Don't even say congratulations <laughs> to me. I am receiving it better from friends who don't have kids. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, there's that great SNL sketch about the cult of marriage of yeah. like, oh, you got to get married. You got to get married. You're going to love it. And it's just married people convincing unmarried people to get married so that they feel better. And like or the the one with like the moms, right? The cut yeah. episode where it's like it it turns into like. I think it always starts with a baby shower. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like b- right before you know it, you'll get the cut. Like, <laughs> and then all of them sit and like by the end of the sketch, the like woman has the cut and some like terrible yeah, sweatshirt yeah. with like, you know, children's handprints on it or something. So don't you dare come for me because I will. Yes. Basically any urge you have to come to Ross with any of that, turn the switch off and come to me. Bring it to Patrick. <laughs> yeah. I'm accepting all congratulations, all well wishes, all words of encouragement. Oh, I'm such a bitch. High fives and hugs. Bring them on. I'm so like, yeah, I can just feel myself being very like, I'm not going to be excited. I'll show you. Yeah. When like, of course I'm happy. (laughs) Um, now we do got to wrap this up though, because I've got to use the bathroom. Yeah. And then we're going to, are we going to go out for burgers? Cause you need some red meat. Maybe. Oh, oh, you want to do delivery? Ooh, I hadn't thought of that, but yes, maybe I are do. Are you going to do chicken tenders? I really need, we were, I really need to use the bathroom. So let's say goodbye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for being a part of it. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Mucus plug. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs>